2: Tonight, America faces a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The head of the CDC pleads with Americans to get their COVID shots as cases rise in every state for the first time in six months. New coronavirus cases up almost 70% in just one week, with the Delta variant leading to new outbreaks. Tonight, what the COVID hotspots have in common. And President Biden blasts social media sites like Facebook for vaccine misinformation.
3: The People.
2: Stunning revelations. How close did the U.S. come to war with Iran in the final days of the Trump administration? Historic flooding. The death toll in Europe climbs, with hundreds still missing. We're in Germany tonight punishing heat. As the West battles wildfires, could a new heat wave make a dangerous situation even worse? Breaking his silence. NFL star Richard Sherman speaks out after he's caught on surveillance video trying to break into his in-law's home. The Anthony Bourdain documentary. A new film uses artificial intelligence to fake the late chef's voice. What his family is saying about the director's choice. Titanic discovery. What explorers found on the ocean floor. Emotional reunion. Remember that 15-year-old pulled from the rubble of the Surfside condo collapse? Tonight, he meets the first responders who saved him. And on the road, how a park bench therapist is lending an ear to those in need of advice and comfort.
1: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with what the White House is calling a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And it comes as President Biden leveled an extraordinary charge against Facebook, accusing the social media giant and other platforms of, in his words, quote, killing people. For allowing coronavirus misinformation to spread. And the false rumors and reports on those websites are having an impact. New polling shows a majority of those who haven't been vaccinated believe incorrect information about the shot. And this is why health officials are concerned. New COVID cases are soaring. Deaths are also increasing, driven by the highly contagious Delta variant, which is now the dominant COVID strain worldwide. It is so concerning that at midnight tomorrow, Los Angeles County will require masks indoors, even for people who've been vaccinated. It's really a remarkable turn of events just weeks after the president declared independence from the virus. CBS's Lilia Luciano leads off our coverage tonight from Southern California. Good evening, Lilia.
4: Good evening to you, Nora. Tonight, the pandemic is making a comeback. And just one month after L.A. County lifted its COVID restrictions, the mask mandate returns tomorrow night. New cases are rising in all 50 states for the first time since January, as the president accuses social media companies of killing people for allowing vaccine myths to circulate online. They're
3: killing people. I mean, it really, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. and 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 they're killing people.
4: But Facebook is pushing back, saying they're saving lives by doing everything they can to combat COVID misinformation. Officials are warning the pandemic has reached a very dangerous state. Nationwide, average daily cases have more than doubled in the last two weeks, with the rate of cases highest in states where less than half of the people are fully vaccinated. Dr. Anthony Fauci blamed the Delta variant. 99.5% of all the deaths to COVID
3: are in unvaccinated people. That's a very, very uh, striking statistic that should get people to appreciate why it's so important to get vaccinated.
4: It doesn't mean you won't get infected, it means you won't suffer the worst outcomes.
3: Right, you're not gonna get a severe outcome.
4: In L.A. County, new cases have more than doubled in the last week. That's what's driving the return of an indoor mask mandate in Los Angeles beginning on Saturday, regardless of vaccination status, an order that some say may have unintended consequences. The mixed messaging of saying that you have to mask when you're vaccinated will tell the unvaccinated, oh, actually, the vaccines don't work. Are you concerned that that could erode trust in the efficacy of the vaccine?
5: No, not at all. There are
3: situations where one might want to go the extra mile to get the extra degree of protection.
4: Health officials have said the vaccine's getting full FDA approval could boost confidence. And tonight, the head of the FDA is saying that could happen, Nora, within the next couple of months.
2: That would be some good news. All right, Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, tonight, more shocking revelations about the final days of the Trump administration, including serious talk of a potential attack on Iran and a big intelligence failure within the Secret Service leading up to the Capitol riot. We get more details tonight from CBS's Chris Van Cleave.
6: A new report tonight reveals former President Trump's top general was actively working to stop him from striking Iran in the final days of his presidency. If you do this, you're going to have a expletive war, General Mark Milley would say, according to the article. The same concern held by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who told 60 Minutes she called the chairman of the Joint Chiefs personally.
4: Uh, I have sought... Uh... Information from those who are in a position to know that there are protections against this dangerous president initiating any military hostilities or uh, something worse
6: than that. Before General Milley left a January 3rd meeting, the president told him his January 6th rally was going to be a big deal and asked, you're ready for that, right? The New Yorker reports it was the last time the two would speak. Newly revealed Secret Service documents show the agency underestimated the threat on January 6th, repeatedly reporting there is no indication of civil disobedience. The agency had given the go-ahead for Mike Pence to travel to the Capitol on the 6th and later had to rush him off the Senate floor. His protective detail implored the vice president to leave the building, but he refused, according to a new book on the final year of the Trump presidency, telling his lead agent, I'm not getting in the car, Tim. If I get in that vehicle, you guys are taking off. Off, I'm not getting in the car. The book says Pence then called the Pentagon with this order. Get troops here. Get them here now. We've got to get the Congress to do its business. The former president was critical of General Milley in a statement this week saying he's a better politician than he is a general. The House Select Committee investigating January 6th has scheduled its first hearing for later this month. Nora.
2: Chris Van Cleave. Thank you. In a major ruling tonight, a federal judge in Texas dealt a blow to young immigrants known as DREAMers, saying the DACA program is unlawful and blocking new applications. The DACA program allows undocumented immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children to work and stay in the U.S. The policy was established by former President Barack Obama. The more than 600,000 immigrants currently protected under the program are not immediately impacted. All right. Tonight, the death toll from those historic floods in Europe has risen to at least 125, while hundreds remain unaccounted for. Crews are scrambling to rescue people stranded by floodwaters and reinforce flood barriers on the verge of collapsing. Western Germany is hardest hit. Jenny Hill from our broadcast partner, the BBC, is there.
7: This country is reeling from the enormity of its loss. This is the town of Erfstadt, where the grounds just fell away. Under the weight of water, houses collapsed in the night. Dramatic rescues. But this morning, the authorities said people trapped in their homes were calling them for help. But in many cases, rescue was impossible. Those who did make it out came to shelters like this. Johannes has lived here more than 70 years. There have been floods, he told us, but not like this.
3: You can run from fire, but not from water.
7: Tens of thousands of people still don't have power. And they're on alert. Water levels have dropped in some areas, but few here feel safe. And with every hour, news of more deaths. People are still missing. With mobile networks down, it's hard to know how many made it to safety. They're desperate for help here. We've been here since 1979. We've never seen anything like this. If we don't get any help, we'll have to go on benefits. ...bankrupt. Germany, a country famed for its strength, its security feels vulnerable now. Tonight, the waters are now starting to slowly recede across the region, but the number of dead is expected to continue to rise. Nora.
2: Jenny Hill, thank you. And we're learning more tonight about an alleged plot to blow up the headquarters of California's Democratic Party. Federal prosecutors say two suspects now charged used encrypted messaging apps to plan a series of attacks to avenge President Trump's defeat in the 2020 election. Authorities say the men armed with machine guns and bombs hoped to inspire a movement and reached out to an anti-government militia group for support. In other news tonight, NFL star Richard Sherman is speaking out for the first time since being arrested for trying to force his way into his in-law's home. And we're seeing the disturbing video of the moments before police arrived. CBS's Anna Werner has the new details. Is your true correct name Richard Kevin Sherman? Yes, Richard
8: Sherman appeared before a judge today to face five misdemeanor charges filed against him, including DUI, criminal trespass, and resisting arrest.
3: And i pleas of not guilty to all of the charges. Come on.
8: Come on. Early Wednesday morning, the NFL star cornerback tried to force his way inside his in-law's home, Come on. Come on. Come on. repeatedly beating on the door. Inside, Sherman's in-laws and his wife, Ashley Moss, who made this 911 call. He's
3: being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going
8: to hang himself. Authorities say Sherman showed up at the house after earlier crashing his car into a concrete barrier and abandoning it in this Arby's parking lot. Today, Sherman posted on Twitter saying he's deeply remorseful for his actions and that the importance of mental emotional health is extremely real. Bill Writer with CBS Sports says the incident could have a significant impact on the star cornerback's stellar career. He's played for the Seahawks and the 49ers.
9: People that have played with him and that know him will tell you and have told me today it's very uncharacteristic.
8: Tonight, Sherman is vowing to get the help he needs. Anna Werner, CBS News, San Francisco.
2: Tonight amid an outbreak of more than 70 large wildfires in the West, there are fears that the largest one in Oregon could merge with another fire. The evacuation area has been expanded around the so-called bootleg fire as it shoots fire clouds of smoke and ash up to six miles in the sky. Now these clouds can unleash fire tornadoes and generate their own lightning. Another major fire is burning near Paradise, California, the site of the deadliest fire in U.S. history meanwhile, we're tracking potentially dangerous weather across the country. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie.
9: Good evening to you, Norwell. Look, Anywhere from the mid-Atlantic to New England, it has just been hot today. We're talking it feeling like the triple digits from Providence to Baltimore tomorrow is going to be just as hot. Baltimore, about 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, will feel like 106 degrees. But shortly thereafter, there will be a strong line of storms that will come through. Going to make it feel maybe 30 degrees cooler in just a matter of hours, but it's going to dump some big rain. Maybe four inches of rain in some spots for the northeast or the mid-Atlantic. And if you look out west, the story all summer long, has been the heat well another heat dome is building right now this heat dome stays in place until about wednesday of next week and you consider the fact that the west right now it's estimated they're in their worst 20-year drought that they've had in 1200 years that's statistically looking and with that dry air in place and now big time triple digit temperatures and no wonder there are wildfires and they continue through the weekend i'm very concerned my colleagues are concerned as well we could very well see more fires sparking up that's the very latest let's go back to you
2: all right, Lonnie Quinn, thanks so much. Well, tonight, a new debate is raging over the use of artificial intelligence in a film on the life of celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain, who died by suicide in 2018. CBS's Jim Axelrod takes a look.
3: The goal of the new documentary about Anthony Bourdain was straightforward. Here's a little preemptive truth telling. As the director, Morgan Neville, told me. I want people to be able
5: to make some sense out of his death.
3: But it turns out how it was made
5: was not. You were successful, and I am successful, and I'm wondering, are you happy?
3: That soundbite was something Bourdain wrote, but never actually
5: said. Listen again. You were successful, and I am successful.
3: The voice was generated by a computer. A use of artificial intelligence Neville called a modern storytelling technique, but did not disclose to the viewer.
5: To put a voice to something that someone never said, only wrote, is a really bad idea. I think to do that and then not disclose that you've done it is a colossally bad idea. Syracuse
3: University professor Robert Thompson says using AI like this only adds fuel to the fake news fire.
5: It's harder, I think, to do your reporting
3: uh, without people saying, Who knows if uh, that person really said that? Who knows if that really happened? Neville claims the AI voice was used with the blessing of Bourdain's estate and literary agent. Though Bourdain's ex-wife tweeted, I certainly was not the one who said Tony would have been cool with that. The film opens today, but now with a a computer-generated shadow hanging over it, it's all too real. Jim Axelrod,
1: CBS News. At Amica Insurance...
2: It's hard to believe, but tomorrow marks 25 years since TWA Flight 800, which caused, which crashed, I should say, when a fuel tank blew up shortly after takeoff in New York, killing 230 people. The 747 was reconstructed from 1,600 pieces and still sits in a Virginia hangar and is used for training. But the NTSB now says it's no longer practical to store it. The plane will be destroyed later this year. It was an emotional reunion for a 15-year-old survivor of the deadly condo collapse in Surfside, Florida. Jonah Handler personally thanked rescuers who saved his life. He was seen in dramatic video being pulled from the ruins of the building. Jonah's mother was also rescued, but she later died from her injuries. All right, tonight, new images of the Titanic, more than two miles below the ocean surface. A new submersible named Titan captured shots of stained glass windows, floor tile, and other debris from the shipwreck. The company plans more expeditions to the Titanic. For $150,000, you can join the crew as a mission specialist. Well, I guess until then, my heart will go on. Looking for honest advice from someone with a sympathetic ear? Well, you'll find it on a bench by the beach. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road.
5: In St. Petersburg, Florida, when the sun rises, Al Nixon sets for his impromptu therapy sessions. How have you been? Are you surprised at what people tell you? Not anymore. Al isn't a trained therapist. I've been concerned. He actually works for the city water department. He's dismissing Yeah. Me. But in these early morning hours, he's a trusted confidant and counselor to whoever passes by.
9: And I wrote to him and I said...
5: Renee Rutstein is a regular.
9: He knows everything about me.
5: Did you feel weird sharing all your secrets to a guy on a bench?
7: No, because he'll never judge me and he always shoots me straight. He's not judgmental and he takes you for who you are.
5: Bernadette Dorset-Mills says she has never met a wiser man.
7: He's like the guiding force.
5: At the same time, I don't hear you talking a lot. No. I just see a lot of nodding, like you're doing now, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and a lot of <laughs> Listening is the number one skill all mankind needs to know how to do very well. Mm-hmm. A skill mm-hmm. he has clearly mastered. Mm-hmm. When Al started coming here seven years ago, the therapy was for him. He needed a quiet place to clear his head and the last thing he wanted was to hear other people's problems. But then a woman he'd never met told him something he'll never forget. She said, every day I see you, I know everything is gonna be okay. And that made me realize that when you speak to someone or you smile, you let them know I value you. And people pick that up.
7: When I walk by, sometimes, you know, I don't even get a chance to chat with him because there are other people waiting in line
5: <laughs> In appreciation for always being there, not long ago Al's faithful put a plaque on his bench to a loving and loyal friend and a confidant to many forever and always I teared up that was um, that was powerful How can such a simple plaque be that powerful? When you express to someone you matter to me They gave you back what you gave them Everyone needs an Al. Good morning, sweetie. Even Al. Have a great day. You too, Steve Hartman, on the road, in St. Petersburg, Florida.
2: Among the guests this Sunday on Face the Nation, former U.S. Cybersecurity Director Chris Krebs. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. Have a great weekend and good night.